3: Welcome into Stupidity, uh, Billy. I have an interesting question, uh, really for you and then for Mikey A. Um, because my feeling down here is that we are enjoying the hell out of a hockey playoff run and an NBA playoff run at the same exact time. But we are annoying the rest of the country. Yeah. And so, Billy, I ask you: Are you enjoying this run? Kind of taken away from the Marlins, who have won six of ten, playing pretty good baseball right now. Uh, Are you annoyed by this run? Do you love this run? And how do you think the rest of the country is experiencing this run? And then we'll get to Mikey A because I feel like we're annoying the hell out of Mikey A and everyone else. Our show in particular. Is
2: Mikey A the rest of the country?
3: I think he's representative of the rest of the country. Okay.
2: By yeah. the way, we're just yeah. cutting straight to the chase today, huh? None of the biggest podcasts in the world business, thanks to you, presented the by Drafty. Yeah, you took all of that out. You didn't. You just skipped right past all of that this week. We had kind I'm of like mailing a script. it in. I mean, oh okay. Well, I mean, that's yeah. not what I would have. I would have if you I was want you me to
3: do the whole open again. No, because no, I haven't no, done no. it
2: in like a month. I mean, you did it last week. I think it's fine. Well, that's because I was left to my own devices. That's what. Yeah, that's we don't need to get into that. But here's the thing: I wouldn't what? say if I was you, I wouldn't say I'm mailing it in. I'd say we have such an action-packed episode we have so much we don't have time for that we need to just get right to it this week we don't have time to do all the pleasantries and all the biggest podcasts in the world bigger than oprah all of that stuff you know what i mean yep
3: welcome <laughs> into to another episode of stupidity <laughs> the biggest podcast in the world thanks to you please subscribe rate and review unsubscribe resubscribe re-rate re-review by doing that you have made us the biggest podcast in the world do it again do it yeah, more yeah. Lord knows I need it. All right, Billy, back to the question I asked you beforehand. Um. Well, I I,
2: no, I do. I know your question, but I'm also I have a question for you and I don't want to derail this too much and I don't want to get in trouble for doing this, but I'm still at the studio now. I'm in our secondary yeah. studio in the main studio. There's another podcast that's being recorded that I would assume is going to go out. I would think maybe next week or the week after. Maybe it's this week. I don't really know when it's going to be released. But there's someone who is sitting in your chair right now, Stugatz, that I feel like you would be so excited to know that his butt is where your butt normally is. You know what Hmm. I mean? Yeah. You want me to guess or what do you... Well, I think I told you who it was already. It doesn't matter, but I do I wonder. Listening. Okay, well, would you like to guess who's in the studio next door, sitting there sharing your butt space at the moment? Uh, Charles Barkley. It's not, but you're really, really close uh, to who it is. Yeah. Shaq? Like it's two over. Definitely not Shaq. I don't think. <laughs> two over think... from Barkley or two over from Shaq? Because that would be Kenny Smith. No, well, no. The Jet. Yeah. No. Well, you've named uh, everyone on the show but the person. So, Tim Kiley, the executive producer. What? Who are you even flexing for with that? Like, who are you even showing off for? He was, he was a for?
3: guest on Stupidity. He was just elected. He was just Billy. He's going to the the Basketball Hall of Fame. He's a legend, man. Uh,
2: it, oh, EJ. Ernie. Yes, it's Ernie. Ernie's sitting in your seat right now. Oh my god. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Exciting. Do you have a list of people? Obviously, you have the people that you would want to talk to. But if you couldn't get the people that you want to talk to, would you have like a list of maybe people that you're fine just sitting in your seat? Hmm.
3: Uh, Ernie Johnson would certainly be one of them. Uh, Tim Kylie would be another one.
2: God. People, I just want to sit in my seat. They don't do anything else. They just sit there. Well, okay. So, like, I could be like, who do you want as a dream guest? And I'm sure you have like dream guests, like Jerry Garcia, if he was still alive, you'd want to talk to him, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But these are people you couldn't get that are just sitting in your seat. So tomorrow, when you come in, if, tomorrow when you come in, if you were to take a, like a whiff of your seat, you would smell Ernie. Okay. Well, his uh, his right. butt, probably, but either way, right. you know. Ernie's butt. So he, yeah, but Ernie
3: smell. is smelling me right now, and that that can't be. Ernie must be like, what? Jesus
1: Christ! No, man. In this seat.
2: I'm telling you, he's a pro. He looks like a professional. He's got a white jumpsuit on. Like he looks. Really? Man, yeah, he looks great. Classic. I imagine yeah.
1: Ernie sat down, and just a puff of smoke came out of the seat. Yeah, well, that was can... for me. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I mean.
2: Yeah. He uh, he walked he in when he walked into the studio i was leaving the restroom and like i didn't look back but i just heard his voice entering the studio door and he was like hello whatever it is that he said i was like oh my god it's him i can hear him that's ej <laughs> uh
3: eddie vetter can sit in my seat i'd be good with it That'd
2: no you no, you'd be pissed off if dan was speaking to eddie Vedder, and you were not you'd be upset I'd
3: be upset. You're right. Um I didn't know Dan was also speaking to him. I thought you just had him sitting in my seat doing you, nothing. That's think- such an
1: interview that could happen, by the way. Dan and Eddie Vedder. I I'm could, gonna I could hear that interview. You know what I'm I gonna, mean? I'm you, gonna And you can hear and you can hear my
3: blood boiling, can't you? Yes.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go out after this and I'm gonna tell Koogs that Dan should really talk to Eddie Vedder for South Beach Sessions just to kind of see if if he can make it happen
3: the first time coogs booked someone and out affiliated with the show
2: i mean <laughs> i was gonna say so far i think the big get has been a mean so
3: <laughs> I mean, let's go coogs i mean i think guess your book and just happened to be sitting there co-hosting the show with us
2: I mean, that's not fair ej's here today but he was he was, a, he was across the street
3: yeah but ej's in town right yes. he's right across someone, the street
2: someone saw him at mcdonald's downstairs and they asked him if he wanted to go goes, yeah sure we he have a mcdonald's
3: no. downstairs
2: yeah there's one like a building over i think
3: Get out of here.
2: Yeah, it's right downstairs. I haven't been to it yet, but I've been told. I'm
1: shocked you haven't been there every day. You love Nikki. I hear G's. the I hear the fries are good, Billy.
2: I'm a drive-thru guy. You know what I mean? I'm not someone that gets down at, at fast food restaurants that much anymore. Plus McDonald's now, like if you go to order, it has a giant like panel that you have to touch and like do the order. I don't think that they have, or at least the ones like around me. I don't think they have many that have like a cashier that you actually give your order to. You have to kind of go and like touch screen and this and that and then it's just a whole thing any anyway. food shows up you don't like that I mean give me a human being let me talk to a person tell them
3: I want a <laughs> quarter pounder with cheese with extra fries all right
2: whatever happened to human human interaction Mikey you know what I mean yeah that's a good point anyway uh, so is America annoyed with us uh, uh
3: forget it we we, oh. we passed on that uh Tim Legler is going to join <laughs> us here in just yes. a second Mikey Yeah, hey, are we annoying the hell out of the rest of the yes. country yes yes, yes.
1: okay <laughs> We are. The problem is the problem is you keep winning and there's nothing we can do about it. Can I, can I? <laughs> I want to tell you how bad those two teams are, but then they just keep winning and it just shuts me up.
3: I got to tell you, Billy, in the last like couple of months, we have had two teams in the NCAA tournament, final four, one women's team, went to the final four as well. Uh, The PGA champion was born in West Palm beach. We have the heat up three. we have the Panthers up. We own sports. I mean, South Florida. What?
2: Um, I will say this. By, by the way, the women, I think, made it to the Elite Eight, not the Final Four. Yeah. But your point is still, yeah. yeah. Here's um, here's the thing that's going to sound like super ungrateful. And I don't mean it to be like ungrateful or spoiled or bratty or whatever. But like.
1: You're going to go full
2: Boston on us? How about a little less sports? You know what I mean? Like, it's to, every night we're up until one in the morning watching these games. How about a night off? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why do we have to watch the Eastern Conference Finals every single night in basketball or hockey? Like, let's just take a day or two. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how the schedule
3: worked out. And that's because we're in them. Usually, you're right. We're not accustomed to talking sports this late on the
2: calendar. It's not that. It's the staying up. It's the watching. It's the caring. Right. Like, I was programming myself to not be caring about this at this point in the year. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, the Panthers have done that to us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Can't imagine why we hate you
3: guys right now.
1: Yeah. But well, we've shut out.
3: Had the heat. Yeah, we've always had the Right, we have another playoff game tonight, Mike, and we might uh, <laughs> we might be oh in my this god, I'm gonna
2: have
1: to watch a sweep game. tonight. Oh man.
2: Are you guys getting the uh, Whalers? Are you guys getting the Whalers
1: back? No. Huh. I don't think so. Mm. There was there was talk that it would have been the Islanders, and now and now they're trying to get Arizona out here, but that's not going to
2: happen. Yeah, I was going to ask you what's going on with Arizona. Speaking, of, we're big puckheads over here. Uh, I heard that they had some sort of issue with their arena. They're playing they're at a college arena, right? And then I guess they don't want to make them another arena. So I thought there was talk that you were going to get the Whalers back.
1: Yeah, it's, they're, t- they're 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 doing the whole yeah, come out here. We totally want you as long as everybody else pays for it. Why um, nobody wants to come to Connecticut. Nobody wants to come here.
2: Why do you guys still at the airport? I don't know if it's still. The last time I was there, I think was in 2020. Why, as of 2020, the last time I flew in there, are they still selling whalers gear at the airport? Who themselves. is?
1: But who's getting that money? Because people buy it. Because. But who's get, who's
2: getting that money? Like who who is profiting off of the whalers right now?
1: That is a wonderful question. I have no idea. I, I hope it's the Hurricanes.
2: Hmm. Oh,
3: probably the guy who has the licensing and merchandise for merchandise with that logo on it. No? I mean, it
2: should be me. I wish it that
3: was a me. a
1: fantastic question, Billy.
2: Yeah. I ask yeah. some sometimes. Right.
3: Yeah, but no one has the answer.
2: Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not in charge of the answers. I'm just asking the questions. You're in charge of the questions. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're in charge of the answers. I mean, I don't know. What right. do you want me to do about it? Uh, wait, I, a- wait! I have a I have a follow up question. Okay. Well, wh-
3: why don't we find out who gets the revenue from the Hartford Whaler sales first? Can we, well, because we I didn't up? think
2: I didn't think that we were going to move. I didn't think we were going to get to the Whaler, so I have a follow up. So, okay, as you're doing a, a whale of a job. Go thank ahead. you. Yeah. So, do you root for or against the Hurricanes, Mikey? Me? I'm not from Connecticut. Well, I mean, I like really presumably, not- if you were like a Connecticut, I, well, I guess then I shouldn't ask you because you have your own yeah. teams anyway.
1: Yeah, Carolina a couple Hurricanes. Of people I know around here, it's it's very divided. I will say that there are people that followed the Whalers, and as much as they didn't want to, they became Hurricanes fans. And then there are people that just won't be a Hurricanes fan because the owner and because they, they hate that the Whalers left. Yeah. It's kind of lame, though,
3: right? The Whalers left. Like, you don't, you know, you're a Hurricane right. fan now. You live in Hartford, Connecticut. You're rooting for Carolina. Get out of here. As if
1: your life wasn't bad enough.
3: Mm. mikey a mentioned no one wants to go to connecticut and he's right tim (laughs) legler has to go there still (laughs) he's forced because he works for espn uh he's gonna join us here he's headed up to bristol connecticut to do do some hits for the conference finals and the nba finals but he stops here first (laughs) to talk about jimmy butler and how the did this happen Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. I have been enjoying ice-cold Miller Lights for as long as I can remember. In fact, I enjoyed some over the weekend. As the Knicks beat the Sixers in advance of the second round, me and my friends, we sat around, we celebrated. With ice-cold Miller Lights, what did we do? We made fun of Joel Embiid. Ah, oh, I love it, the Knicks. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Light has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Light delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew NBA playoffs continue. The Lakers on the brink of elimination. The Celtics on the brink of elimination as well. Tim Legler, uh, the great NBA analyst for ESPN, old friend. He joins us right now during a very busy time for him. Thank you, Legs, for joining us. We appreciate it.
4: My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, Playoffs have been something, man. Like, are we really on the verge of having two sweeps in the conference finals? That's what's amazing to me.
3: Uh, It is amazing. What's also amazing is the NBA is sitting here. They had the potential when these conference finals started to have Celtics, Lakers, or at the very least, maybe LeBron playing against his former team, the Heat. And now they're they're staring at a series that Miami wants, a series that Denver wants, but I'm not certain anyone else wants legs, and that's the Heat and the Nuggets.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I hear you. You know, it's definitely when, when you start writing down the potential pairings for how this all could have gone, it was pretty enticing, man. You're salivating at the thought of some of these theories, but at the end of the day, the two teams that by far have played the best basketball are Denver and Miami. And so it would be fitting if they get an opportunity to play for the title. And look, if you, if you, if you really truly love hoops, you're not going to mind it because, um, Jokic is is just incredible, one-of-a-kind player to watch. The Heat are, without doubt, I think the most exceptionally coached team in the league. And you got Jimmy Butler playing at this level. So there's still going to be a lot there, but I hear you. This is not at all what some of those storylines were going to look like.
2: Knowing that you have a bunch of hits scheduled, I guess, for the rest of the week, do you want things to end in a sweep so you can already start previewing the finals? Or do you want games that you can talk about?
4: I, I, to be honest with you when I get to this time of the year I'm like I know I'm gonna be working almost every day and it's, it's I'd much rather have compelling series like I just would I so and the thing is it's crazy is like even if so if these games end potentially Tuesday night these series and there's two sweeps and it's over by Tuesday night like I was scheduled to be on TV every night the rest of the week because you think you're gonna get games you know five six seven maybe in some of these series I probably would have some time off to just Go home and chill out and get ready for the finals. But I, I I love what I do this time of year is what you live for. I want to see some drama. And right now, there has not been a whole lot in these two series, and, and particularly what Miami did to Boston the other night. I mean, it really makes you think, are they even going to be able to muster up anything in a game four? Because they did not look like by about the middle of the third quarter, there was any belief whatsoever in their eyes. And and when you take belief away, usually you're gonna go ahead and finish the deal. Like I would find it more likely for the Lakers to be able to win a game than I would the Celtics at this point.
3: Uh totally agree. Legs, let's uh let's stay with the Heat and the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, what were your thoughts? And just follow me, uh, follow me down this path. Before the Heat signed Jimmy Butler, where Jimmy Butler ended up in Miami, what were your thoughts? of Jimmy Butler as a player before he got to Miami.
4: Oh, my thoughts on Jimmy Butler were probably uh he was a guy that I understood was, you know, perennial all-star caliber player. He was not a guy that I would have listed as a superstar or a guy that if I said, you know, name name, you know, the top stars in the league, he wasn't coming to mind. I respected I really liked about Jimmy Butler was I always felt like when I watched him he competed physically, defensively, like it mattered to him uh, to play that way. But I've always found him to be an unusual offensive player. That There were times I'd watch him and I didn't understand why he'd go six straight minutes and not look like he was taking advantage of obvious scoring opportunities. Like he would come to these drive down the lane, he'd come to these jumps from the rim, look like obviously he's going to elevate, go up and try to score something. he take it back out. And he would even do that sometimes in the playoffs. So I just thought he was a guy that offensively, it didn't matter that much to him to score. I, I I appreciated how hard he competed. He was not somebody I would ever categorize as a superstar prior, prior to his arrival in Miami.
3: Okay. So what the hell has happened? Because now Jimmy Butler's name is being mentioned in the same sentence as Kobe Bryant's as LeBron James as Michael Jordan. I mean, it's crazy because I'm with you. I thought if Jimmy Butler was your second or third best player, you had a really good team. Never legs in my wildest dreams that I think if Jimmy Butler was your best player, you'd be going to the Eastern conference finals, three times, one NBA final. So I'll ask you, is it heat culture? Is it Spolstra? Is it Jimmy? What the hell happened to Jimmy Butler?
4: Yeah, I think if, if I had to pinpoint the, the number one reason, I think there is a, an obvious, a respect, an admiration that Jimmy Butler has that has allowed their relationship you know to, to go to this extent that Jimmy Butler feels empowered to be this good offensively and, and, and he respects how, you know how well coached they are to, for in his mind to think, I have a legitimate shot here with this group the way we play the way we are coached, um, if I can elevate my game to give us you're know, that star offensive talent every night. We have a chance to win the whole thing because of, of how much he respects Eric Stro Eric Spolster. There's nothing more empowering to a player than knowing that you have a guy that you're playing for that always has the right answers. That is everything that he says sounds smart. Everything that he says you believe and buy into and his consistency with which he, you know, operates every day, his consistency with the way he treats people that, the way he empowers the entire roster and gets the most out of them because he communicates with them and he uses them for their strength. Um, there's no BS about Eric Spolcher. Players appreciate that, but most importantly what they appreciate is when you say something, it actually really makes a lot of sense. Pl- players don't hear that all the time. So many guys, it's very cliche type stuff they get. They don't get the kind of of, of creativity or ingenuity. That makes a light bulb go off above their heads. Wow, you know we we got a shot here. Like this guy is, doesn't miss any details. I think Jimmy Butler feels that way about our exposure, and as a result, it's almost like he's challenged himself now to be this version of himself offensively. Because I did not think that this was his ceiling either. So don't don't feel bad if you didn't think that. I, I and I do this every night. I have to watch these games. I've been doing it for a long time. I think I'm pretty good at it. I did not see this as Jimmy Butler ceiling offensively, I just didn't know how, you know, how is a guy that basically kind of lives in the middle area of the floor doesn't really shoot threes. Doesn't shoot them at a high rate. <laughs> Got to do everything from 18 feet and in. And actually most of the time seems like a little bit like a reluctant scorer. How does a guy that I just described go on a postseason run where he averages 30 points a game? I, 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 I didn't see it coming. So Um, But I do believe that if you had to put your thumb on it, it would be that relationship between he and Eric Spolson, the respect level that he has for him, has has forced him to challenge himself to be this great. How
2: incredible do you think it is that we've seen, I guess, the Heat role players stepping up the way that they have? Because I believe I saw the stat that the highest drafted player on the Heat's roster is Cody Zeller, who was drafted in 2013. (laughs) So they've kind of just put this together with a mash unit. (laughs)
4: Yeah, it's crazy. Look, it's, it's Eric Spoelstra's greatest quality as a coach. Well, I'd say two greats. One, I already mentioned the details. What I mean by that is, believe it or not, even at the NBA level, it's not like every guy that's running a team, that's coaching a team, is, is seeing all 10 players at the same time and can absolutely process everything that's going on with all 10 guys to know that this is the appropriate angle of the screen. This is the timing on the ball reversal. Right, little things like that that make all the difference on execution. Eric Spolter sees it all happening in real time, and he's processing things at a faster rate than the guys he's coaching against. So that that's that's probably his greatest quality because that is just I think something that a lot of that is innate. He's born with a mind like that, and then just years of honing it at this level. But the other thing he does better than anybody else, he takes guys, uh, role players. And he looks at what they do well. Because every player outside of your top guys, the stars, because they're supposed to be able to do a little bit of everything, right? Everybody else in the NBA, I was one of these guys. You have a lane that you stay in. You better do something exceptionally well. Whether it's rebounds, uh, you know, whether your point guard can run a team, a shooter, whatever it may be, you better do something at an elite level to find minutes on an NBA roster. Okay, so everybody's got their lane. He looks at what you do and knows that there are strengths and there are weaknesses. His job is to value you for what you do, utilize you for that to help the team, empower you to do it, give you confidence to do it. And then he looks at it like it's his job to protect you from your weaknesses. If you're not a guy that's got a great handle and you don't handle the ball well against pressure, he's going to figure out a way to make sure when you're on the court, you don't have to do those things. If you're not a great defender, he's going to make sure you're not hung out on an island to guard guys. Uh, and then focus on the negative aspects of your game. And believe it or not, there are too many coaches, not just in the NBA, college basketball, AAU, AAU high school coaches that dwell on what you don't do well. And they're going to look for an excuse of why that gives them insecurity on in why they can play you because that's what they're focusing on. Eric Spolster is the exact opposite. I'm going to focus on what you do well, and we are going to utilize that. And now we're going to figure out a way that you're you not exposed legs. for your weaknesses. And that's, and that's what you do.
2: Is this his best coaching job? Because before he's had obviously superstars on his team, so it's easy to overlook him as a coach when he's coaching LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. Here, now, he now is Jimmy, who's having an incredible postseason. But is his, this his best coaching job?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think every year's kind of like that. I started saying this guy was a top five coach, you know, back in, in the days he was at Miami, because I always understood watching them play the imprint that he had on the way they they played offensively and. and, and you know, the, the cuts and the ball movement, it, it, that was him. Yeah, you had great talent, but you have to get those guys to pl- play a certain style that you're going to win with. So I always recognized in him early on. And I, coming down there in the summers a few years in a row, I was working at Dwayne Wade's fantasy camp, and Eric was always there, and I got a chance to kind of just talk with him, like casually just pick his brain and just talk about stuff. And you're like, man, this guy's just so sharp. So I've always felt he's a great coach. But, yeah, this this will be a, a job in which he'll get that kind of credit because – Look where they came from. Look at their regular season and look at how they barely, you know, eke their way through to get into a best of seven series. And boom, you take out the, the number one seed. You're about to take out the number two seed. Um, and you also, you know, in, in the meantime, get a team that was, I thought, going to, you know, give them fits in New York because of the year they had and how physical they were. And you're going to dispatch these teams. And, be, you know, going to be playing for an NBA championship. So there's, you're not going to get me to argue with you if you say this is the best coaching job of his career. I just think we don't want to shortchange other years. That he hasn't led to a finals appearance because the guy's just a great coach, period.
3: Legs, I'm glad he's finally getting his due because he lives underneath the shadow of, of an all-time great, a Hall of Famer, and Pat Riley. So I am wondering here. I'm not in a hypothetical world. I am certainly not trying to kick Eric Spolstra out of town. Because we love him and he's fantastic. But if he decided he wanted to get out from underneath of Pat Riley and said, I want to go elsewhere, would he be number one on everyone's coaching list right now? Because there are some plum jobs open right now, as you know.
4: Uh, without question. Without yes. question. And look, the league has never seen three jobs the caliber of which are open right now at the same time. And I'm talking about the talent at the top of these rosters. You've got a team right now with Giannis Antetokounmpo on it that's open. You've got a team with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker that's open. Right? You, you've got these jobs uh, that are ready to win now. Philadelphia's got the current MVP and James Harden on it, and anti Like You've never seen jobs like this open at the same time. So if he chose it, there is no question in my mind. And look, I don't think anybody thinks that. Some, some part of me thinks that Eric Spolster is just one of those guys that will spend his entire life with one organization. It, it just seems like that's what he wants to do. Um, look, I know that, you know, I'm not going to be surprised by anything The decisions that people make at, the, at a given time. I'd be shocked. But if Eric Spolster, you know, none of these jobs were filled and the Heat, you know, won or lost the NBA Finals. Regardless, the next day, if Eric Spolster made it clear that he was looking, he'd be the first guy hired. I think the Celtics
3: would fire Joe Missoula to get Eric Spolster, don't you?
4: <laughs> I think I think the yeah, the Celtics would 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 like they'd make that trade right now, like right right before the game. Yes. Like you would just see Eric Spolster walk down, you know, put on the Celtics gear, sit on their bench. There's no question in my mind. And look. Look, Missoula going to get beat up, but probably disproportionately, right now. Um, because look, and you're in stark contrast to to the guy you're going up against. But also, look, this was a young guy thrown into a tough situation at the start of the year, getting that team that went to enter the finals. And you're the head coach under you know controversial circumstances. Here you go; they're expecting to win a title this year, and it was a great for the first two three months. There was very little pressure they looked like a team that was destined to win a championship this year they were head and shoulders the best team in the league in the first two and a half months of the season it's been a rocky road ever since and they have had some real head scratching moments in the postseason in each series and now he's just getting obviously blasted in boston with with talk radio print media fan base you name it uh they are they are they are going at him hard and it certainly doesn't help when you got a chance to win a game and get into a series, and they get beat the way that they did last night because they were dismantled from start to finish in that game. And I, like I said earlier, I don't see belief in their eyes. I just, they, they, had, they had that blank stare expression on their face. Their two-star players played horribly. And just all the way across that roster, they looked like an absolutely beaten team that just had their heart taken from them. And when, if they continue that for another game, in game four, and they lose another one decisively, that's the taste you get at the end of this year. I don't think there's anything that's safe right now, even a guy that they gave a, a ringing endorsement to midseason. I think they're revisiting that as we speak.
3: He's not going to make it, Legs. If they get swept here, he's not going to make it. There's no way, right?
4: Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look like it because you've got other things going on with that team as well. That, like, right. It's not just the fact, oh, they got outplayed. This doesn't look like the same team that you saw a year ago in the finals, you saw earlier in the year, which in a lot of ways you think about it, the first half of the season, he didn't touch much. And it was just like an extension of lost in the finals. Usually those teams, especially when they've got youth and stars, they come out of that and they're just kind of, they're so hungry at the start of the year because they're, they're disappointed. They had a taste. They didn't get it done. They think this is their year. They come sprinting out of the gate. Well, after you've been with a team calling the shots for a few months, now it really starts to permeate who you are as a head coach coming out in your team every night. And since that point in the season, this has been disappointing. And if they get swept by a heat team, that was an eight seed. Uh, when you think you're going to win a championship and the bucks have been taken out for you, you don't even have to deal with the bucks anymore. Now you, now you're going to have serious question marks about, is it just too much for him? Is the job too big for him with this particular group, despite the fact He's obviously very sharp, very respected in NBA circles. And if this, if that were to happen, he will get another head coaching job. But people might just deem this particular job a little bit too big for him.
3: Uh, Billy, I don't know how you feel about this, but it seems like Spo's stock will never be higher. I mean, it might I don't be know. The time. what do
2: you what do you think you can get legs on the open market, Spo? <laughs> whatever he wants.
4: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Whatever, whatever, whatever the top dollar is, going to anybody out there. Because think about it. I don't know if they're going to win a championship or not. I have a feeling Denver would be favored in that series. Um, You know, maybe they maybe they come off a little bit short. But look look at now what this guy has done. Look at his career, his resume, and and getting a chance to do this again with this group. You got three undrafted players that outscored the, the Celtics two stars last night. I mean, that's coaching. That is coaching, and that's individually guys wanting to get better and working on their games too. So give those guys like Gabe Vincent, you know, a lot of credit. Martin. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Give those guys credit for where they came from and wanting it and, and fighting through. But there's no question it's, it's a reflection of coaching to get those kind of contributions out of this roster. So, yeah, name, name it. Whatever the, whatever the top figure is in the league, huh. just tackling a million per year to Eric Spolster.
3: Billy's coming around. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. It's hack on a million extra. for Spolstra. Uh, Tim Legler is with us. Legs, can you explain to us, my wife walks around the house when the Western Conference Finals are on, and she refuses to believe Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA. What the f- are we seeing? <laughs> can you explain yeah. to people just how great this man is?
4: No, it's hard, man. It is hard. And there's times, I watch this guy and say, um, is there, is there some reason why we don't just all universally accept that this is the best player in the NBA? <laughs> like every, every day this debate comes up and we're always looking for a reason to say it's someone else. No, it's Giannis, it's, it's you know, it's, it's Curry, it's LeBron, it's KD, whoever, take your pick and this year wins the MVP because athletically they can do things that he can't. But what, 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 he, what he is doing right now, the way that he is controlling the game is really unlike anything we've ever seen at his spot uh, for a big guy to control the game the way he does with his passing, his rebounding, his scoring. And his, he's, to me, he's a lot like uh, compare him if I could cross sports to like a Wayne Gretzky type in that you always felt like when you're watching Gretzky, you know, it's, hockey's a fast sport and there's all kinds of stuff going on. It's very chaotic when you watch the game. And it just felt like Wayne Gretzky was seeing everything significantly ahead of when everybody else on the court was. And that's kind of what Jokic is doing. The way that he reads the floor and his IQ for the game and then having the size to be able to make any pass on the court, that's what gives him such an advantage. Because it's one thing to see it, but if you're a 6'2 guard and you see the game exactly the same way Jokic does, doesn't mean you can get the ball where it needs to because there's too many long arms in the way, and it's difficult to get the right angle or the right velocity on a ball. He doesn't have that issue because he's 6'11". So he can get the ball anywhere he needs to exactly when it needs to be delivered, and he is seeing exactly where it needs to go, and he reads that almost flawlessly. And that is what is so brilliant about the guy to watch. You can't speed him up. He's obviously stronger than he looks, despite the fact he doesn't have one ounce of muscle definition on his body. He's clearly... (laughs) stronger than he looks because he's fairly immovable on both glasses. And even when he backs the guy down, he gets where he wants to. And he's got the last part of it is he's got a, just an insane touch for a guy that big, how soft his ball is up on the glass or on the backboard, on the rim is, is just incredible. You can't teach it. It's something he was born with and give Devere all the credit in the world, man. Cause they, they drafted this guy in the second round and they had no idea what they were getting but they had to have some inkling that they thought he could be pretty good, and, and look what he has turned into there. So yeah, just enjoy it. Enjoy it. I get the same questions. My own family asks me that too. My daughter who played college hoops, she's like that. <laughs> Wait a minute. She, she always calls him Dad Bod. Is Dad Bod? Are they still? Are they still playing? Are they still alive in the playoffs? Because that's that's kind of what he looks like. People can relate to to him athletically, and he's special, man. He's special. He's fun. We're lucky. The league is lucky to have a guy like that because he's he is just so fun to watch.
3: Cody Zeller was drafted a full round ahead of him. I mean, this is amazing. (laughs) What the hell are we doing? Uh, Two quick things, uh, Legs, and we'll get you out of here. Carmelo Anthony retires today. Uh, Sum up his career for us, uh, Legs. A guy who, great scorer, never won a title. Not certain he met the expectations we had for him, but also not certain the expectations weren't unfair to Carmelo Anthony. So how would you sum up his career, obviously, going to the Hall of Fame?
4: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think ultimately for a guy that is on that level coming out and then puts up those kind of numbers year in, year out, ultimately you're going to be judged by were you the best player on a team that won a championship, right? And and, and that's unfortunately going to be the standard by which he's compared. I think he's going to go down, in most people's minds, the way you're going to view him is as a scorer. And there's been a lot of those guys in the league that have played, and that was their primary role on teams and was to go get buckets. And he did it as well as any player in his generation. But ultimately it takes more than that. If you're the best player on a team to win a championship. And and that's where he came up a little bit short. There is one thing I feel bad for Carlo, Carmelo Anthony about he, there was a stage of his career that should have come next that he didn't get. And that's, that's what I mean by that. When he left the Knicks, you know, nice start bouncing around from Oklahoma city and Houston. And he's going, making these stops He wasn't really ever allowed to be himself, but just in a more limited number of minutes, right? He wasn't. They were asking him to be a pick-and-pop player, stand on the perimeter and spot up around great offensive players. That's not who Carmelo Anthony is. And and, and now you're going to get a guy that's unhappy. You're going to get a guy with diminished returns. You're going to get a guy that's not very efficient at all because he's not like a pure catch-and-shoot shooter. He's a rhythm player. And I felt like because of his age and what he could still do, I felt like there was a role for him. If he would have accepted it, 25 minutes a night off the bench and go get 18. But while you're out there, we're going to let you be mellow. You just play the way you've always played because our team needs that. But we can't have you out there for 38 minutes playing like that because that's not running our offense through you. But in 20, 25 minutes a night, uh, with a second unit mostly, you have tremendous value on a really good team. And I felt like that. That role was skipped over, and they just sent him to stand around and spot up when he still had a lot more to do offensively. So I I actually felt sorry for him in in some of those stops.
3: Uh, Tim, last thing here. We had J.J. Redick on the show today. We've had some fun with J.J. Redick uh, because, you know, he goes on first take, and he likes to tell you that Steph Curry was better than Larry Bird. And I don't doubt, like, he was, okay, or he is. Steph Curry, the modern-day player, is better than the guy that played – You know, 20, 30 years ago. Tim Legler is a sharpshooter, a sniper, one of the great shooters we've ever seen in the NBA, won the NBA three point contest. So we like to play a little game, Timmy, okay? It's called Shot Uh for Your Life, okay? Your life is depending on whether or not this ball goes in. And you only have two choices as to who could take the shot. And one of those choices is not you, okay, Legler? You only have two. Reddick or Bird shot for your life. Who you taking?
4: I'm taking Bird, but I'm but I'm not Mm. yeah, I'm taking Bird. I I I was I was disappointed because I thought I thought you were gonna say me or somebody else, and I'm Mm -hmm. always gonna take me. Yes. Because I know I'm invested in my own life more than right. any other person is going to take that <laughs> shot. <laughs>
3: You're going to try harder to make it the bird will, right? I'm
4: going to care a little bit more. Like, I don't know. I don't know if, you know if a person's shooting for my life and for whatever reason, they got something else going on in their own life that's distracted them. That's a problem for me. Or the moment, they
2: hate you. Right. Yeah. Right.
4: Or yeah, whatever reason they just, just genuinely I could oh I could name a lot of people I wouldn't have step up and take that shot. Who would want you oh, dead? Yeah, who, who would want you dead? Top five people
3: would want you dead, yeah, Legler. Yeah, who would miss oh, who man, would just okay, clank I'm it man. on purpose?
4: Oh God, that's a t- that's a good one. That's a <laughs> I don't even know if I could do that because now I gotta get very, very personal on the air. So bringing <laughs> up family members and whatnot. I don't think I need to do that today.
3: All right, but next time you come on, if you can give us a top 5 list of NBA players, okay? Not family, you dead, not yeah. A, just NBA players right. who would like one just because they don't want legs to go away.
4: All right, you give me you give me time to think about that next time I come on, I'll have a great list for you. All
3: right, we'll do it during the finals, okay? <laughs> All right, All right, we appreciate it. We know it's a busy time. Uh, safe travels to you it's and yep we look forward to your top five <laughs> top five people right. who would want him legler dead next time he's hey on.
4: hey and i want to i want a real quick finish i said larry bird so quickly you're talking about that is my favorite athlete of all time so that was right. that was same probably you could have gone a different direction i would have maybe picked jj i can't pick jj reddick against larry bird
3: no of course you can't <laughs> even if he wasn't your favorite athlete of all time i mean the object is to stay alive legs okay <laughs>
4: right exactly all right. I hear you know you. those Duke
3: guys they only care about Duke guys that's it you know <laughs> <laughs> all right man safe travels we appreciate it we'll, all right, uh, sounds, we'll talk to you around the NBA it, Finals man. all right all right sounds good See you. thanks legs so there's a McDonald's right downstairs huh
2: there's a McDonald's I think if you go down turn the corner I think it's at the building right next to us downstairs I believe all right. Uh, walk me there tomorrow when I see you. Okay. Well, I mean, I probably I'll buy you lunch. Yeah. I feel bad because someone. Uh, Anything from the dollar menu. We had, dude. The, don't get me started on the dollar <laughs> I'll get up menu. Get two
3: things from the dollar menu again. No,
2: the dollar menu right now, McDonald's. I went on the weekend. Says one, two, th- four, three dollars for the dollar menu. That's not a dollar menu. There's not a item on there that is one dollar not a single item there's something that's like one something and i think it's like a napkin there's nothing that is a dollar at mcdonald's anymore it's crazy a mcchicken used to be a dollar now it's like 230 something have you seen people outraged about hash browns hash browns are like 319 or something now it's insane that's crazy those mcchickens i used to load up on
3: those off the dollar menu they're so good so good little spicy mayo on there Ooh, fantastic uh, Billy. Hey. Are you feeling what I'm feeling after talking to, uh, to uh, Legs there?
2: What are we feeling? Yes, but what are we feeling just so I'm on the well, same
3: page? What we're feeling is, and I think it's a good lane for you and I to run with on the show, okay? Because if for no other reason it will piss everyone off on the show, it's time for Spo to go. Oh, I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> it rhymes at <and> everything.
2: <laughs> Spo must go.
3: Yes, but must go. I mean, he'll never have more value than he has right now because he's doing it with Jimmy Butler as his best player. And I'm not certain who the second best player is. It changes night to night. Most people will say it's BAM, but I'm not certain it's BAM. On any given night, it could be Gabe Vincent. It could be Max Strus, It could be Duncan Robinson. If this guy takes duncan robinson max struce and gabe vincent to the nba five no tyler hero by the way yeah uh, i'm telling you stock he could name his team name the price and name his role he could be head coach and president get rid of riley how about that
2: do you think tyler hero uh wants the heat to lose eventually yeah A game. how far do you think he wants them to go Like, because if you win a title without you you feel kind of like crappy like what do you want to do with that ring Right. Uh, Do you bring him back in the NBA Finals if he's healthy? I don't think he is healthy, is he?
3: Yeah, but you get a long break between now. If they can close it out, you get a long break before the NBA Finals. And so, uh, they played pretty well without him. He cannot be enjoying this. I don't care what he says.
2: You You have to say yes, but there's no way, right? You have to say yes while
3: secretly being like, are you kidding me? Like... There's a glaring absence, and that glaring absence is me. <laughs> and yet, they're on the verge of sweeping the Celtics. <laughs> like...
2: Man, Stegats, the way that Dan's looking at EJ right now, the smile he has. I haven't seen that face in years. Right. It's the way I used to make him feel. Yeah. <laughs> stupidity.
3: Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.
0: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.